Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me, and you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and hey, tell a friend about it. Hello, this is Heather Creekmore, and I am so glad that you're listening today because today we're going to have a lot of fun. We are going to go through a huge list of ways that I believe you can beat comparison. Okay, so in this day and age we live in, comparison is as common as the cold, right? It is so easy to compare ourselves with other people all the time. I mean, it used to be that we could just compare ourselves with a handful of people we knew, a handful of people we saw at church or at school or work or wherever we were looking for other people. But now we have access to literally millions of people's lives and have another literal million ways we can compare ourselves to other people. And what I see that really breaks my heart is I see us as Christian women running on our treadmills trying to keep up with everyone else. We're flipping through Instagram, we're looking for fitspiration, and we're doing all these things. We're, we're running this rat race that comparisitis, I heard someone say recently, the comparisitis has given us this disease of comparison. And instead of working out our faith with fear and trembling, instead of walking out our God-given purpose in this life, we're running on a treadmill of non-stop, should do, should be, should work on, should improve. We carry this burden this burden to be better. And I think, friend, it's time to be free. And this is what my next book is on. So I'm really excited to be able to give you the title of that and tell you more about that very soon. I'll be able to make all those announcements. It'll be out next summer sometime. But this treadmill that we're on, this comparison treadmill, it's exhausting. Okay, it's time to get off, friend. So what holds us back? I'm picturing us literally on a treadmill. I don't know how many treadmills you've been on, but to me, treadmills aren't very fun. They give me shin splints. You're kind of running in place. You know, if you're in a gym, it probably smells bad. You don't get to control the television. You just have to watch whatever's on. There's there's all kinds of obstacles involved when you're on a treadmill. But on the treadmill, one of my favorite parts of a treadmill is that big red stop button. So my question for you today is what keeps you from pressing that? big red stop button and breaking free from comparison. Here's one thing that I think hurts us. Fear is what keeps us comparing. And I did an episode in season one on fear, so I hope you'll go back and listen to that. Being caught in comparison is actually being entangled in a web of fear. I compare because I'm afraid I'm not enough. I compare because I'm afraid that I won't know how I'm doing unless I see how you're doing. I compare because I can't trust God alone to determine that I'm acceptable. I must also attempt to self-justify, to make myself acceptable to both myself and other people. I compare because I desperately need to know that I'm okay. 
And instead of finding answers, the right answers to that question in scripture, I find all the wrong answers around me and culture. So today we are going to, I mean, quick pace, we're going to just rapid fire through 50 different ways to stop comparing. We won't get through them all in this episode. You have to listen to the next episode to hear the rest of them. Are you ready? Let's get going. Number one, call it what it is. Call it comparison. And friend, call it sin. Call it something that's hurting you. Comparison is not your friend. And like I'll talk about in my new book, comparison is often rooted in envy, jealousy, pride, all these things we read about all throughout the Bible as things that God calls sin. So although comparison is a really nice, friendly, safe word, unless we start digging into comparison and realizing what it really is, we're going to stay trapped. But comparison, it's not your friend. It's not helping you. Okay, number two, speak truth. You are not her, okay? You are not her. So it doesn't matter what's going on in her life, what she has, what she does, what she looks like. You're not her. Embrace your uniqueness. Number three, get over the scarcity mentality. This is a concept from Stephen Covey. And basically it says that when you have a scarcity mentality, you you believe that there's not enough for everyone. You believe that if someone does well, then that might preclude you from doing well also. So if one person or one type of people are beautiful, then they get all the beauty, if you will, that might be an odd example, um, and you're left out. Or if you're talking about success, uh, maybe in my field of writing, like scarcity mentality would convince me that there's already enough good authors, so why should I bother writing a book? Scarcity mentality is opposite of the way God wants us to live with an abundance mentality where we believe that we serve the God who can do anything through him. Anything is possible. And he is a God of abundance. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So there is enough for whatever he's called you to. There's enough. You don't have to look around and think because others are succeeding. You don't have a chance at success. No, God says he's given you a purpose and there is enough room for you to use your gifts, your talents, to fulfill your unique purpose in this world as well. Number four, understand that comparison does not define what's possible in your world. And this goes right along with that scarcity mentality, but comparison too often like puts limits on us, right? We're like, well, I shouldn't sing at church because I don't sing as well as she does. Well, who says you shouldn't, right? Comparison keeps us back from doing things that God's gifted us to do. I love this, a quote, I don't know who it's from. It's an old quote, but it's, it's so something like, if only the most melodic bird in the forest is saying how quiet the forest would be. And I think that's a good thing to remember. Like no matter what God has gifted you to do, it is your responsibility to use that gift, not to compare yourself with people around you and self-determine that your gift's not good enough and then decide to keep it all for yourself. Number five, comparison is not your ruler and it's not a good ruler. Comparing yourself to others is not a good way to measure how you're doing on any metric. Number six, see how comparison spits on uniqueness. You know, we all can intellectually acknowledge that our world would be pretty boring if we all look the same, right? I mean, even if we 
all looked like a Heidi Klum or some other supermodel, there would still be some desire within us to see something different, right? There would still be, I mean, this is kind of a ridiculous example, I understand, but let's say we all looked like Heidi Klum. One person who looked different than Heidi Klum would probably be set up as unique and defined as more beautiful because she was at least different than the rest. Like, it's not really what we want. We don't really all want to look like Hollywood supermodels, okay? And maybe that's not your thing. Maybe it's that you want to be the best in some other area of achievement. But for those of us who struggle with body image, we kind of see that picture on the cover of the magazine and think, oh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, I could look like that? Or it's not fair that we don't all look like that. But friends, that spits on uniqueness, right? God created us all differently. He's created us all with a different kind of beauty, right? And maybe your beauty doesn't match a Hollywood beauty, but embrace the truth that he has given you everything you need physically to accomplish his purpose in your life. So embrace your your uniqueness. Number seven, don't let comparison tell you where you need to be, right? That's not God. Comparison puts us in the rat race where we're spending more, we're doing more, we're carrying this burden of better. And that's not what God says. God is a God of rest. His burden is easy. His yoke is light. Don't let comparison keep you working too hard, working too much, striving too hard, striving too much on things that are not ultimately going to last beyond our days here on this earth. Number eight, don't let comparison tell you how you should look. Okay, we touched on this already, but friend, comparison doesn't get a say. Don't look in that mirror and let comparison feed you lies that you should look different. Physically, you don't have to change to live out God's purpose for your life. Do you want to get healthier? Do you want to look healthier? Okay, that's fine. I'm not against that. But don't do that from a heart of comparison, from a heart of trying to keep up with those around you. Do that from a sincere heart of wanting to serve God with what he's given you, being a good steward of the body he's given you. Don't do it out of comparison. Number nine, don't let comparison tell you what you should accomplish. Ooh, I love this one, right? Because see, comparison has this way of getting in there and saying, saying, oh, that was nice. Good job, you. Look what she did. Better than you. Comparison keeps us stuck, never doing enough or being enough or accomplishing enough because there's always someone who has achieved more. Don't let comparison dictate how you are doing. Friend, look for your affirmation, not from what other people are doing, not from how well they're doing as compared to you, but look for your affirmation in the truth that when you're spending time with God, you're able to say to him, God, I want to use my gifts for you. I'm surrendered to you. Show me what you want me to do. And then, and then measure your accomplishment from that. If you are doing what he's called you to do, you're accomplishing all you need to accomplish. Number 10, don't let comparison dictate your purpose. This is a good one, right? Especially when we start to think of the church and spiritual gifts and what we've all been called to do. And I love these passages in the Bible that talk about how we're all different parts of the body. It's in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, and in Romans as well, where Paul emphasizes in two different books, we all have different roles in the body, right? And so sometimes what happens is comparison can come in and comparison can say, stuff to us like, yeah, 
yeah, your role serving donuts is not really as important as her role standing up there teaching. Or your role working with the kids, yeah, that's kind of a lesser role than that woman up there leading worship. Friend, don't let comparison dictate your purpose. God has gifted you for a purpose. Be you. Do your thing. Serve God with the talents he has given and entrusted to you. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. There you have it. The first 10 of our ways to stop comparing. We're going to take a break and I'll come right back and share some more. Are you tired of comparing yourself to others? It's time to break free, my friend. Check out compareedtohu.me online and you'll find a ton of great resources, blog posts, videos, and so much more to help you stop comparing and start living. And make sure you sign up for my exclusive email list while you're there. I send my email friends things I don't send anyone else. You can also find out more about my brand new book, The Burden of Better, How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy, Peace, and Rest. If you're tired of battling comparison, friend, I wrote this book just for you. Check it out right after this episode, of course. Way to stop comparing number 11. You can't talk yourself out of comparison. It's a hard issue. And friends, this is so real, right? Because we scroll through Instagram and we say, I shouldn't compare. I shouldn't compare. I should stop comparing. But until you deal with it outside your head, until you deal with it in your heart and recognize what your heart is doing in comparison, I don't think you'll ever be able to find freedom. Number 12, see how comparison does real damage to relationships. Oh, I could spend like a whole episode on this and I probably should and will in the future. But friends, comparison hurts friendships, right? It hurts marriages. It hurts all your relationships, right? There is no relationship that is unaffected when you are comparing yourself to other people. And I kind of cheated a little bit with this one, but number 13, number 14, number 15, or I'll see how comparison affects your marriage, see how comparison affects your friendships and see how comparison affects your parenting, right? Okay. Here's a good example for parenting. How many times have you been kind of embarrassed because your kid acted up or did something you didn't want them to do, right? And you compare yourself to like all the moms around you and you see that their kids aren't doing that thing that your child did and you're embarrassed. But really the truth is what comparison does in that scenario is it keeps us from seeing the heart of our child. Maybe it's the child's acting up because they have a specific need or maybe they don't want to separate from you like you're trying to drop them off at at school and they don't want to separate because they're having anxiety or feeling worried about something. And instead of being able to focus on our child and helping them through whatever the scenario is, we're embarrassed, right? We compare ourselves to those around us and we're like, they don't have this problem. I must be a bad mom or or whatever you cash that out to. Friends, don't let comparison impact your parenting. Don't let comparison impact your friendships. Oh my goodness. When we compare ourselves to our friends, we're not being a good friend. That comparison always stands in the way of our friendships. It is impossible to be close friends with someone in, in, in truth, in the way that friendship is intended. If you are constantly comparing yourself to that person and feeling thoughts that are jealous or envious of that person's life, comparison affects our marriage when we project onto our marriage 
maybe, maybe it's a truth, but maybe it's not a truth. But when we feel like our husband is comparing us to other people, or when we compare our husband to other people, boy, that takes a toll on a marriage. So don't do that. And number 16, I kind of clumped all those together. But number 16 is see how comparison affects your work. How many of us work too hard because we compare ourselves to other people? Friends, it's got to stop right? We need to just do what we're called to do and don't worry about how we are stacking up. Number 17, love this one. Stop picking up your phone every 36 seconds, okay? Your phone is probably not helping your comparison issues. So if comparison is an area of struggle for you, I want you to break up with your phone for good chunks of the day, okay? I had a season of my life about a year ago. It was incredibly difficult. And what I did during that season was I just felt like I needed more solitude. And I turned all of my notifications off. Like literally, if my husband wanted to call me, he had to call twice in a row and had to ring twice in a row. That was the only way my phone would ring. And I would check my text messages like at lunchtime and at five o'clock and before bed. And that was it. And you know what happened? I felt really good. Like I started to feel more peaceful inside. So let me encourage you, if comparison is really bogging you down, break up with your phone for good chunks of time. You know probably already that social media is not helping you. So take social media off your phone or limit your social media to, you know, to two times a day or something along those lines, just to give yourself some space to breathe and really believe what it is God says about you, not how you compare to other people. Number 18, see how comparison keeps you stuck. Okay, so here's the deal with comparison, right? The more we compare, the more we have to compare, the more we have to keep up. It keeps you stuck. You're trapped. You will never win comparisons race. There will always be someone one step ahead, okay? Always. There's no, I I said this in my book, there is no top rung to comparison's ladder. Okay, you can keep climbing and climbing and climbing, but you're not going to reach the top. Comparison keeps you stuck. Number 19, see how comparison changes your wants into needs. It's so fascinating, friends, how wants and needs get kind of muddled together in our culture, right? Like, I live in a house with a perfectly good kitchen, okay? But my stove and my dishwasher are 20 years old. I want a new dishwasher and a new stove, like badly. I really want something that's not white and 20 years old. And I just, I wish I had a new dishwasher and a new stove. But here's the truth that I have to kind of talk myself into every time I stare at someone else's stove or dishwasher enviously. I don't need a new stove and a new dishwasher. They both work just fine. So separate wants and needs. Number 20, call out comparison as darkness, not light. Okay, sometimes we believe the lie that we can compare ourselves to others and it's fine. It's something hidden that no one knows we do and it doesn't come out in any way because we don't talk about it. It's just in our minds and it's not hurting anyone. But friend, that's not true. There's two teams. There's darkness and there's light. And those things that are hidden, God promises they will come to the light. But I think what happens too often is those things that we think are hidden come out in ways with other people that we don't really even acknowledge 
acknowledge or see. They're not really hidden. They're coming out. So call out comparison and bring it to the light. Number 21, stop making assumptions about the ways other people live. Oh my goodness, friends. Do you do this where you kind of assume that her life is perfect or her marriage is perfect or maybe even not perfection, right? Because we, you know, I think intellectually we know no one's perfect, right? But we, we just assume it's better. However, whatever our threshold is of good, we assume that other people are doing it better, right? We got to stop that. You have no idea. You have absolutely no idea what's going on inside their house, inside their marriage, inside their relationship with their children. It's not really any of your business either. Okay. So stop making assumptions. Stop idealizing and really idolizing other people's lives and just chill out and focus on your own. Number 22, and that's where we're going to have to stop for today. Realize that comparing yourself to someone else does not make you normal. Now, that's kind of a weird one, right? But I think one thing that our hearts are looking for when we compare ourselves to other people is we're looking to see that we're normal. Do I fit in? Do I make sense? Do the things that I'm struggling with match up to the things other people are struggling with? Or has everyone else mastered this and I'm like just far behind all by myself flailing over here? The problem, friends, is when we compare ourselves to other people and we try to answer that question of whether or not we're normal, we never find a satisfying answer. We will always be stuck wondering. There is not an answer that comparison can give us that will satisfy the question, am I normal? The only one who can give us an answer to that question is, is God. And Jesus tells us in scripture that there's nothing that we've struggled with that he didn't struggle with when he was here on earth. So know that you are human, you are normal, and comparing yourself or looking to other people to see whether or not you are normal enough is never going to help. That's all we're going to cover today. Stay tuned next time and we'll get through hopefully 25 more of these ways to stop comparing. Thanks for listening. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.